0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Stone Age Fuel Fit for Life show with your host, Chandler. I'm all by myself today. Wanted to get a quick one in to talk to you guys a little bit about the topic of weight loss. And we get a lot of people coming to the gym who want to lose weight, but also want to perform, but have about 357 different con- conflicting viewpoints or, or conflicting ideas or things they've read about what might be healthy, what might not be healthy what the most effective ways are to lose weight, what the most effective ways are to not lose weight. And after seeing this, I've noticed that because there's so many conflicting viewpoints and so many different people saying so many different things, the average consumer gets confused. And when, when the average consumer gets confused, what they do is they don't do anything because we have this, this mindset that if I can't figure it out, I'm just not going to do anything at all because I don't want to do the wrong thing. And ultimately, people are really afraid of being wrong because they're afraid of what people will say about them. They're afraid of what the repercussions are. They're just, they're ultimately, our our biggest fear is the fact that we could possibly be wrong in something. And so that's why we shy away and we we back down when we get something that doesn't coincide with what we're thinking or something that conflicts with other things that we've read or if we find things are incredibly confusing. So today, what we're going to talk about is the fact that if you want to lose weight it's not there is no clear there is no cookie cutter there's no clear cookie cutter pathway to get there there's nothing that you can do that's going to make it happen right away the first step to weight loss or any sort of successful weight loss protocol or program is to get in the mindset that you're actually going to do it and that you're going to stick to it because most of us say most of us are all talk we're oh i i want to do this i'll do anything for it uh... you whatever you put in front of me it's it's going to be done because this is what i want but When we actually get down into the nitty-gritty of it, most of us, when we get in that position to actually doing it, fall back because it's hard or because we we have a ton of excuses. It's hard. We don't have enough time or one of the 500,000 other things that we, we use to try to make it okay that we can't do it or that, that it's not going to happen. And usually those are because it's not because you don't have enough time. It's not because it's too hard. It's because you're not going to prioritize it and it's not important to you. And we had a, a blog post a while back that was about the fact that if you have an addiction to food, it's not the discipline that's going to do it. It's the You have to learn to love what you're doing and you have to learn to love it for at least the moment that you're going to participate it in. So your first step to doing this is just understanding that you actually have to commit to doing this. You have to look yourself in the eye and say, okay, I'm going to make this happen. I'm actually going to do it, and I'm actually going to perform. And there, you've got two sides of your brain that you have to deal with here. So the elephant, which is going to be the, the irrational side that makes quick decisions, that side's going to say, all right, let's do it right now. I'm ready to go. And then you're going to have the other side of your brain, which is the, the rider, which is the more rational, analytical side, which is going to be the one that takes the reins afterward and says, hold on, this is pretty difficult, and I don't know if we're going to be able to do this. And so you have to make sure that you, you motivate the elephant when you're doing this, but at the same time, you get the rider aggressively involved as well, because we need the motivation, plus we need the rational side of the brain thinking about what we're going to do, how we're going to organize it, and how it's going to make sense long term. So once you get those two things organized and you have the plan, you say you're going to execute, and if you can't do this by yourself, find yourself an accountability partner. So it might be someone at a gym like ours who can do it with you. It might be a friend that you do it with. It might be a group of people you do it with. But as long as you have one or two people or a group of people to do this with, you're going to be significantly more likely to follow through with it because we're stronger together than we are apart. And you have more people to lean on and more people to share recipes with and more people to talk to about it. So That's going to be one of your biggest contributing factors to success in this so now let's go into step two when when we're actually getting ready to lose weight we need to understand that weight loss is about modifying your what we would call your basal metabolic rate so what this is is it's the rate at which your body is comfortable metabolically and it's going to be the rate that keeps you neutral and keeps your weight where it's at and this is why we fluctuate a lot because that basal metabolic rate goes up and down based on what we're doing and eventually normalizes and goes down to basically normal so that way when we're when we're if someone's yo-yo dieting your body's going to allow itself to basically acclimate or acclimatize to wherever you're going over time and so we need to adjust this by modifying the the macronutrients that we're actually consuming. And what we see and why things like paleo are successful and low-carb diets are successful is because we can quickly pinpoint that basal metabolic rate and lower it rapidly. And so that's why we lose the weight because you basically trick your body into not understanding where it's at. And it takes it some time to, to generalize and to acclimatize to it. And that's why three, four weeks in or six weeks in, sometimes we get stalled. So the first step we need to do with this is we need to learn and understand that it needs to be simple, so this can't be anything crazy where we start off weighing and measuring food and doing anything like that. Because if it gets too complicated, we're not going to do it either, because we don't have a, we don't, we're not aggressive enough to jump into a complicated procedure right off the bat. So we need to keep it simple until we get a lot more serious about it, or until we get to a point to where we are comfortable doing it. So then, once we're at that point to where we're, we're comfortable doing it, we we're establishing a simple pathway. Then we can actually make our pathway happen, and we. Can Can actually make the things we need to do happen, and so the simplest way to do this is to go in your house, and and make a list. Here's what we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna eat. Here's our simple, easy to follow protocol for losing weight right off the bat. Now remember, this isn't going to be something. You can't do anything long, like two, three, four years in a row and expect it to work. This is going to work for you and allow you to gradually lose weight. But you're always going to have to look back, reevaluate, and try to understand what's going on and see if we need to make changes when we get stuck. So the simple starting pathway that we're going to do is we're going to outline what we can eat. We're not going to talk about what we can't eat because we don't want to talk about taking things away or bring any negative connotations into this because we want this to be a good experience. So what we can eat, we can eat any kind of meats. So that's beef, chicken, turkey, anything like that. Uh, some people consider it eggs. So you can have eggs, you can have fish and all of that good stuff. So those are, the, those are the kinds of meats you can have. You can basically have any kind of meat. Uh, pork is great as well. Sometimes we'll cut down pork a little bit if we have inflammation problems because it tends to be a little bit more of an inflammatory meat. But those are the meats you can eat. And next up, we want to look at, okay, what's a, a really good source of our vitamins and minerals and all of that stuff that we can consume a lot of? And those are vegetables. So vegetables are our next best friend. So in terms of vegetables, we can really eat anything we want. And I like to tell everybody to taste the rainbow with vegetables. So we want to look at what's in season in the grocery store. We want to try new things all the time, cycle through what we're eating, and really try a multitude of different options. And that's why we say taste the rainbow because there's so many different colors. And when doing this, you can really establish and learn and understand what you enjoy, what you don't like, and you get to have a new new taste sensation with each different vegetable you try, which tends to be a pretty neat experience and you'll eventually get to a point to where you have your favorites. Now, it is good to always be cycling and eating different ones, so we always have a good variety, but in terms of vegetables, sometimes people are, are more of the mindset of, ah, I just have to choke these down. So we need to figure out what we really enjoy, so that way we can keep doing this long term and it's not something that you hate because you do have to choke it down. So when we look at the next thing, so we've got our, our protein established, which is our meats that we labeled before. We had our vegetables established, which is a good source of carbohydrates. Then we're going to look at, okay, what's what can we eat in terms of fats? So fats, you want to make sure that you understand the difference between a mouth and a vacuum cleaner. So a mouth is where you actually eat it. You take your time eating. A vacuum cleaner is when you inhale an entire plate of bacon. And then you wake up three days later with a cheeseburger wrapper on your chest, a liter of cola next to you, have no idea what happened, And you went way off the rails so our fats can be can consist of coconut products the saturated fats and coconut products are amazing they are healthy for you they are gonna have effects on your your good levels of cholesterol and and stuff like that and so we're gonna be able to consume coconut products we're gonna be able to consume things like avocados we can the fats from fish is amazing grass-fed beef in terms of the meat we're eating is a great source of omega threes and a great anti-inflammatory style of beef we can eat so think about stuff like that we want our fats to come from really good quality high level sources. And we can have things like bacon once in a while and and all those delicious treats because bacon does have things like choline in it, which are incredibly important for mental health and cognition and recognition. So those are are great as well. But we just need to make sure when we get into things like bacon that are delicious and made in strips that we limit ourselves. So two or three strips with breakfast, not 19 strips vacuum cleaner style. So that's going to be what we do with our with our fats, coconut products, avocados, maybe a little olive oil in your salads, and then we can have coconut milk if we want to drink that kind of stuff. But So those are kind of where we want to stick. You, do, you want to stick within those solid quality fat zones and range, and you don't want to go overboard on it. Your diet here should really consist of a piece of protein that's the size of the palm of your hand, and then it should consist of vegetables that fill up the rest of the plate and a little bit of fat for flavor. If you can follow this, it's going to put you in a great zone for weight loss right off the bat. And when we're in this solid zone, we're going to be in a position to where we we can lose weight at a good rate, not at an unsafe rate, and at a rate that's going to allow our body to acclimate slowly into what we're actually doing. And, And the hardest part about this is just sticking to it. So your first step after you outline this, okay, these are all the foods that I can eat. So our meats we labeled, our veggies and our fats. And then what we need to do is go into our house and say, okay, what do I have in my pantry and my fridge that doesn't fit into this protocol? Take all of those things and donate them to the homeless or donate them to people who are in need if you don't want to just throw them away. Otherwise, get rid of all of that stuff. So that way it's not available. If it's not available, you're not going to eat it. So if you wake up at or it's 9 o'clock at night and you just had dinner and you want a cookie so bad you can taste it. But you don't have any cookies in your house. You're not going to get in the car, drive to the cookie store, and and grab some cookies and come home. But if you have cookies in your pantry, you're going to be like, I can just have one or two, and you're going to eat them. So get rid of the things that are convenient for you to eat that are in your house, especially if you have and this is especially more difficult if you have kids and stuff like that because we really need to get the whole family oriented towards this. And I'll talk about how we get kids eating healthy in another podcast, but this one's more oriented towards adults and weight loss. Kids are a whole different ball game and a whole different mental psyche game. We need to work in with them so they don't develop any complexes. Okay, so then once you get your pantry cleaned out and you have all the bad foods out of the way, you've listed all the foods you can eat, and you put yourself in a position to you know where you know what you're going to do. You're going to go to the grocery store. Stick to the outer perimeter of the store, buy all the things we need to buy, the meats, the veggies, and the the good fats. We're going to take them home. We're going to pick one day a week to meal prep. So we can pick either one day a week or if you don't want to spend that much time meal prepping, you can start prepping the night before for the next day's meals. Either way works really well. It just depends on how dedicated you are and how much time at once you want to dedicate to this whole thing. So it, it's, it's incredibly important that we meal prep because it sets up us up for success. So if you meal prep and you have your meals packaged up, you take it to work with you and you can just cook it right there. But if you don't, you have to worry about going on lunch, finding something you can eat, and ultimately that leads to failure. So remember, meal prep is going to be your next ticket to success in this kind of stuff. So prep your meals, get them set up, have them all in the fridge for the days of the week and everything. If you do have the time, prep them the night before for the next day. But I think the best pathway is to prep them on like Sunday night for the whole week ahead because that sets you up. For the best level of success. So then, once you have this established, you've got your, you you have the list of things you can eat. You've cleaned out your pantry. You've prepped all your meals. Now you just have to hold yourself accountable and eat this stuff. And if it if you have to post on Facebook and say, Hey, I'm doing this for 30 days, six weeks, or however long you want to do it, I want you guys to hold me accountable. And then you're gonna post a picture of your food every single day to show what you're doing or your log or whatever you did. So that way you have at least some sort of accountability. If you don't have an accountability partner, you need to use social media or something else to help hold you accountable because that's going to keep you doing this and we need to get in that mental game and that mental psyche that this is going to be a long-term approach so you might be trying to lose a certain amount of weight in X number of days but we need to make sure that we maintain this or at least maintain some semblance of it long term because if you don't you're going to gain all the weight you lost back and that's a common problem and a major issue with people who lose weight because they go right back into their unhealthy eating habits or exercise habits right after it's done. So make sure that you put yourself in the the mental state of mind that you're going to at least maintain it once you get to the weight loss zone that you want to be in. And so what does maintenance look like? Well, when you get to the point to where you're comfortable, maybe 30 days, six weeks from now, you're comfortable with your weight loss, you're at a point to where you want to be. Now you can introduce some foods like sweet potatoes, a little bit of rice with meals. You can introduce some regular potatoes. And and those tend to be really good options to start reintroducing and seeing how your body fluctuates based off that. And it's going to put you in a position to where you can enjoy some different foods and some starchy foods. And then in addition to that, we can move ourselves more into the 80-20 protocol. And what that is, is it's We eat healthy 80% of the time, and then 20% of the time we have fun. So 80% is your clean meats, your healthy vegetables, and your good fats. And then your 20% is maybe you celebrate Taco Tuesday. Maybe you celebrate Pizza Friday. Those are going to be your meals that you enjoy and that you look forward to throughout the week. It's almost like your reward for eating so healthy and doing so well every other day of the week. And if you set yourself up for this and invite your friends and stuff, it becomes a really neat... Reward at the end of the week that you get to appreciate because you've done so well building up to this so that tends to be something that allows us to maintain this long term because if you go 100% you're not going to have longevity in this but if after 30 days or six weeks you go 80 20 you're going to have a ton of longevity because you have that reward for what you're putting into it and you're going to continuously see that success from it. And now if if at some point you stop losing weight or you start gaining weight, we need to look back and reevaluate. Okay, did I add too many Taco Tuesday days? Did I add too much pizza? Did I add too much starch to my diet? How did my meals change? So make sure you have some sort of meal log or at least some semblance of what you're eating so that way you can look at it and map it out because you become your own detective from this over time. And and it's really important that you understand what you're doing. And if you don't or you're really stuck, then you find someone who can help you. The micro gym world's great. You can find a coach there who can help you. Programs like Precision Nutrition have amazing people who are certified through that who can help you. You can come talk to us. It's basically where we started. Everything is teaching healthy eating and nutritional habits. But so think about this and this is how you lose weight. It's stick to it. Eat meat, veggies, the good fats we listed, clean out your pantry, make sure that you have yourself an accountability partner, or you find a group on social media or something like that to hold you accountable. And then meal prep, and then you just got to do it. Keep doing it. After 30 days, switch to the 80-20 protocol, 80% of the time you're good, 20% of the time you're not, and then make sure you maintain and do this long run. Because you don't want to get on the yo yo roller coaster of success and failure. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments or questions for me or, or anything you want to know about losing weight, shoot the email to info at stoneagefuel.com and we'll help you out. We love talking to you guys, we love getting your feedback. So let us know what you think. And I will see you guys later. See ya.